everybody, and welcome to Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. My name is Matthew Shadorn. I am your illustrious host. Illustrious is probably not the right word. I am your host by default. And I am joined as always by my chief researcher, comedian, and all around good friend to many people, but not me. Apart from you. <laughs> Anna Domini. How are you doing today, Anima? Anima? Anima, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. I have to throw this whole intro That's in the garbage. That's not the best one yet. <laughs> um, how, are you, um, how are you today, Anna? <laughs> I'm good, apart from finding out that my good friend slash co-host apparently thinks of me as an enema. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, feel like I said anima, which is probably more that I think of you as one of those like half human, half animal hybrids. Well, that's how I feel at the moment mm. currently, to be fair, because uh, we are in the weird no man's land between Christmas and New Year currently. So I'm just like, you know, what is reality? Um, what, who am I? Uh, what is time? These are some things that I've been unsure of this week. <laughs> mm. And how does that make um, you animal-like? I guess, uh, like, maybe some animals are, are philosophical. Um, I doubt that. I mean, maybe like maybe like a chameleon shape shifting. Don't really know what's going on. Just trying to not stand out too much. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. So you're, you're um, like a chameleon in that you look more and more like your own couch every day. Yes, that? Yeah. that is true. I have a set of outfits like that are coordinated with my different cushions on my sofa. So I think that's a good idea know. in case you know ever intruders burst in. <laughs> like playing dead yeah maybe i'm more like a dormouse at the moment just like surrounding myself with bits of rubbish to to keep myself warm and hibernating <laughs> well that's that's i'm glad that you're uh referring to the presents that your boyfriend got you as rubbish <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right and have you done anything particularly saintly this week um well, it's Christmas, isn't it? It's all about indulging yourself and not, not really doing stuff for others, right? I that's, don't think that's, that's the meaning of Christmas, Christmas. no. <laughs> I think it is. So not. I've been doing a lot of self-care, which is, you know, the, the modern excuse for... You can't you can't fix the world if you're broken, right? So I I've, been, so. I've been taking the first step on my project to fix the world by doing self-care. I You also can't fix the world if you don't do anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> Baby like we don't leave your apartment or Well, you say that, but at the moment that's probably the best thing any of us can do for each that's other is not see each other for a long time. <laughs> So yeah, not socializing at all is good. I spent a lot of time talking to various members of my family, which I would say is quite sacrificial and saintly because sure. <laughs> so it's a, it's one of those duties, isn't it? You're the patron saint of unwanted Christmas quizzes. Yeah, yeah, that that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could have used your help the other day. I had to go through a bunch of Christmas quizzes. Were there any good rounds? The big problem with me is that the, the the half of the family that likes to do quizzes are all British. And so they have all these British questions that I don't have any chance of <laughs> of, of winning. Like there was one that was just literally about Welsh prime ministers. Wow. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I was like, Wales has prime ministers? And they were like, no, they're just prime ministers from Wales. And I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, I so so you didn't get didn't get your bonus on that round? No, nope, I just wrote Disraeli in for all the answers and it turns out he's not welsh oh no so that was a bad guess yeah. you remember he was welsh no oh, okay so. why would i they're welsh so you gain nothing yeah. from that other than disappointing your mm. team members oh i didn't have team members oh you were just by yourself 
sounds like a lonely quiz. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't great. Oh, and then there was a mayonnaise making round. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is my idea of hell. I know. It was terrible. And then so like, they were like, oh, get these ingredients together. We're going to make mayonnaise. Wait, you thought, actually oh, had to is... make mayonnaise as part of the quiz. Yeah, it was like a race to who would make the best mayonnaise. And I was just like, oh and then it started and I was like, wait, how do I make mayonnaise? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no idea. That... So then I did... And what's that got to do with Christmas? I don't know, man. De whose satanic idea was this? It sounds awful. I, I have a particular aversion to mayonnaise. Mm. But like, I've, I swear most people would find that quite disturbing it was upsetting because I, I don't mind mayonnaise but it was like you know we had two minutes to make mayonnaise so it wasn't very good mayonnaise and we don't i know i don't know what i'm doing two minutes so, to so, make mayonnaise sounds like a really bad porno <laughs> 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 oh. you know, it's, um, what, this has taken a weird tangent already uh, yeah i'm not the one who wanted to make mayonnaise that was there there they were the ones anyways is it a Welsh thing? <laughs> no. I, this is not, no. My family's not Welsh. I don't know what... Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> was there some theme that they revealed at the end that tied up the, the link between all these things and Christmas? Or Nope. It was just, just random. quiz questions. We had... Last year, we did a quiz round that was devised by Nanny's dad where we had to try different crisps and guess what flavour they were. And they oh. after like three, they all just tasted the same. <laughs> I was going to say, how would you do that over Zoom? But I guess last year you wouldn't have no, had No, last year it was real bad. But I mean, to be fair, how could you judge the best mayonnaise over Zoom? Because you can't taste it, which is presumably It was more of a consistency thing. thing. Is it though? Because like you could get it the right consistency and forget to add like, I don't know, salt. And no, yeah. Terrible. I mean, mayonnaise basically does have the same consistency of a lot of like spackle and the same color often. <laughs> You don't know that it's necessarily edible from that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, over Zoom, it was just like we had to hold it up and it was the right color and the right consistency. What did you do with it afterwards? Threw it away. What the fuck were we supposed <laughs> to do with it? So was it like, this is the food waste round? It really was. It was just a waste of eggs. It was just in, in oil. very and... bourgeois. <laughs> it was. It was terrible. And I really found the whole quiz thing very stressful. I find the quiz thing stressful every year. Well, then uh, maybe that was your saintly thing, just doing the quiz. I suppose so. The Suffering through that. I'm the patron saint of unwanted quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's me. I know. Should we start writing letter writing campaigns for different saints? We feel like need better patronages. And, <laughs> and then we'd be like that magic priest guy last last time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that was that was the thing. It made me think about it. Is like that guy just wrote in and was like, "Hey, can this guy be the patron saint of magicians?" And they were like, "Well, it seems like it checks out." <laughs> Actually, it seemed like that would be a thing that they probably felt really stupid at the Vatican when that letter came in because <laughs> they were like, "We didn't think of this before." We didn't think of this. Yeah, why did we not think that he would be the patron saint? But he was like, magic was his one thing. So. <laughs> oh, and pyramid schemes off boys <laughs> yes yeah so but, uh, talking of mm -hmm. making mayonnaise in suspicious circumstances I do, that's do not what, what we're talking today about is? <laughs> i was gonna say anna today is uh february 14th it is 2001 what is what the name of today's thing <laughs> 2001 <laughs> 2001 guys we've been banking these for a while <laughs> The 2021. There we go. <laughs> what is the name of today's saint? It is, of course, Saint Valentine. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to you. So, <laughs> yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. We it's did... a big. This is a big name brand saint we got today. <laughs> 
Yeah, a real us. coup for us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we invited him on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyone out there looking for love, uh, we probably can't help uh, today. No. Because St. Valentine was actually a martyr, um, not a famous lover, really, hmm. as we'll hear. He was a fighter, not a lover? or Pretty much. Hmm. Well, he was, yeah, a martyr, so not a successful fighter, I guess. No, I guess not. No. He was neither a lover nor a fighter. <laughs> yeah, just so just a, just a bloke who died, a lover of Jesus for sure, as all good saints are. But yeah, so he was around in the third century, mm-hmm. and a lot of his story, like the records of his story, seem to have been destroyed in the Diocletian persecutions of the fourth century, which we touched on in a previous episode, I think, like this this big sort of final most brutal persecution of the Christians before the religion became sort of established and made into part of the mainstream. I see. So, so before they took over. Um, so, yeah, not not that much. Is it was very much the Empire Strikes Back of Christianity. <laughs> of Rome, really. <laughs> seemed, seemed really dark, and then all of a sudden, and they won. Yeah. <laughs> and they blew up the Death Star. Of the Emperor, yeah. Um, yeah, which I mean the Roman Senate, I don't know. <laughs> I guess... But by blowing up, you mean converting. Right. They converted <laughs> so, the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> Into a church. That's not very cinematic. It would be, it would have been. They'd have to do like a montage of them renovating. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that would have been better if like Luke Skywalker came and knocked on the door of the Death Star. <laughs> and we're just like, have you heard the good news about the Force? <laughs> and converted them all. Good. Uh, so, yeah, so we don't know that much about Valentine. So much like Jesus, we know a lot more about the holiday and the capitalism that followed than we do about the the guy himself but i will really share what i've found it seems like if if he's you know there are very few name brand saint yeah holidays it's like this and saint patrick's day and yeah maybe saint george's day yes is that well, racist the, the patron <laughs> saints of of british country i mean that's who we know about is there a patron saint of america with the, the united states yeah it's um it's i've looked this up before it's saint mary which feels like a cheat but, yeah. <laughs> so there we go she was she she was a, a big name one yeah two, i guess but she doesn't we don't know there's no saint mary's day i mean there is but nobody's like no one celebrates it yeah it's it's strange actually i guess you know once the day became associated with love and romance and stuff then you know people love a good opportunity for party or proving themselves or spending loads of money so i suppose so. but yeah we'll, we'll find out maybe maybe what i've got to share will will explain things but maybe not mm. <laughs> i can't promise i can't make any promises um which is a good resolution for valentine's day maybe <laughs> but yeah so valentine or valentinus uh, as he may have been known at the time because he, he was in rome right oh yeah so he was in rome <laughs> the, the catholic encyclopedia and other sources mention actually three saint valentines or saint Wait. valentine that all have a connection with february the 14th so it may have been that three separate men called valentine died on that day which again doesn't really shed any light on why this day is associated with love okay wait so there were three different guys or it's like three different guys and they all died on the same day or like the same day but different years it's not entirely clear because the main one that we're going to be talking about 
died on February the 14th, but it may have been in the year 269 or the year 270 or the year 273. So it's very odd that they know the exact date but not the year. Right. Mm. So yeah, one was a Roman priest. Mm-hmm. One was the Bishop of Interamna, which is modern mm. day attorney in Italy. And they were they were both martyred in, in the same place. And then the third was a saint who was killed on the same day, but in the Roman province of Africa, and nothing else is known about him. <laughs> you mean the continent of Africa? No, the province <laughs> of Africa. <laughs> It's the same thing, right? We're talking about the same thing, right? Yes, I, I think it, it wasn't just another random place known as Africa, I think. Okay, that's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> no, it's Africa Avenue, you know, in <laughs> It was in the, Naples. Yeah, the, the African bit of, of the Roman Empire. I guess, like, okay. are, you, are you reckoning like every every city has a Chinatown? Yeah, I, I imagine every, every yeah, a little Africa, you know. <laughs> You go there, you get Ethiopian food and ivory tusks. I don't know. I don't know what you get. Wow. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to get, I feel like if I go yeah, one more joke further, yeah. it gets real racist. Yeah, so do. I'm going to move on. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel, feel like they like he was martyred in Africa also is very vague. And yes. is, it leaves it like Africa is a big place. <laughs> That's not a controversial statement. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the opposite. You know, because like, if certain like colonialist views are to be believed, then it's you know a tiny place where everyone knows each other, and you know there aren't loads and loads of countries within. Right. See, but here's the thing: is like, here is how your colonialist mind works. Is your your my colonialist? How dare you? (laughs) Well, I'm thinking. I'm saying in general, this is how colonialism is insidious and works on your brain. Not necessarily you, but the listener at home. But uh, but also you. But the maps of the world that we look at, the, I think it's like the traditional Mercator projection, which is kind of the standard mm-hmm. map that you would look at in a classroom or the kind of idea you have in your head of how the world looks. Africa is shrunk way down yeah. compared to its actual size. And Britain, I think, is like massive. <laughs> yeah. So the way that the projection works is it amplifies the size of northern i.e white countries Mm. and diminishes the size of of you know southern countries which are often you know classically colonized colonialized colonized Colonized. countries so yeah i mean even something that you would think is fairly objective like geography is in fact racist and racist yeah great here's the thing (laughs) folks everything everything is racist We're trying not to be. We're pushing hard on that, but uh, we're, we're, yeah. I, but I undermine that at every turn with my accent. You do, just by your British accents, very racist. <laughs> See, I, I thought about this the other day. Is I'm doing the most least racist thing. But I'm, I'm. What I'm doing is I'm reverse colonizing America because I left America and moved back to Europe, <laughs> and I think that's the best thing I could have done. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Basically, because so little is known about them, their legends often get mixed up. So I've tried to sort of make something coherent out of what I've read. But the jury's out. Can we just amalgamate them into one kind of mega Valentine? (laughs) Maybe that's why, like, because there are actually something like seven other Christian martyrs called Valentine who have different days as well. Really? Yeah. So maybe it was just this critical mass of Valentines. That is why now the one guy is just so big. Mm. But yeah, uh, as I mentioned, the there were probably more detailed records um, that would have been destroyed during the persecutions around 100 years after he was 
well, I say he, the the main one, <laughs> the legend <laughs> that we are spinning here. See, I would hate that if I got martyred, that people would be like, which one, which Valentine are you? It's like, you're not even the famous Valentine. Or like, everybody's like, oh, he's Valentine C. This is Valentine D. Yeah. There's too many Valentines. Like, I just, it just feels like if you're getting martyred, you want to be remembered. Yeah. At least a little bit, you know, or respected. And it seems it kind of sucks that the. I mean, I guess the yeah. the whole idea is that you're you're doing it for your heavenly reward rather than earthly fame, which is unimportant. It's like a needle in a stack of Valentines. <laughs> They're just like impossible to find. Like the one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe that's what? why. You know, it was like, you know, Valentine's Day being all about finding your soulmate. And I it's guess. difficult to find your one true Valentine. Mm. So that's, wow. that's like, yeah. It's a deeper metaphor than I thought. Right? Well, th this, this whole legend is full of like random connections that have been over the years woven into tradition, as we'll see. Um, okay. <laughs> so... Do you want to hear what happened to this main one? <laughs> I mean, that's why we're here. Main, so, yeah. Okay, okay, well, fine. So, yeah, he was probably around from roughly the year 226 CE to 269. So he would have died at the age of around 42 to 43, depending on <sighs> which year. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should probably not have said all that stuff about wanting to get martyred. <laughs> I don't want to get martyred. I don't know what I get martyred for. I'm not uh, really that quizzes, into anything. obviously. But yeah, I suppose so. Uh, not making good enough mayonnaise. <laughs> Is there a patron saying a mayonnaise? Oh, to find probably. <laughs> we probably. What should. a gross patronage to have. I mean, I do like mayonnaise, but it feels like that's a gross patronage. Ugh, yeah. Well, as I said, you, you know, you could argue that Valentine's Day, after a fashion, is about making bad mayonnaise. And that's not but what I'll it's, stop, it's not. Stop that. <laughs> yeah. Do you, is that your bedroom talk? You're like, oh, baby, let's make some mayonnaise because oh. that doesn't work. <laughs> oh, that's so disgusting. I'm sorry I went there. Anyway, Valentine was arrested and imprisoned during the time of Emperor Claudius II in Rome mm -hmm. because he was accused of performing marriage ceremonies to Christian couples and otherwise helping Christians who were being persecuted by the emperor at the time and helping christians like at all was considered a crime but also no. in some histories by getting married these young men could avoid being conscripted into the pagan army so <laughs> there's yeah it's like is is this for religious devout reasons or do you just not want to fight um and uh, so it's it's possible that he was arrested for basically undermining the army at a time when it was difficult to recruit soldiers. And So it had less to do potentially with any kind of religious conviction and more just like helping guys dodge the draft. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so he was put under house arrest. Does he get martyred for this? Wait and see. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying it just feels like you're less trying to forward the religion and you're just pulling off a scam. You got <laughs> caught doing a scam. This is like people who would, I don't know, like, well, famously, a certain president who was diagnosed with bone spurs to get out of the <laughs> Vietnam War, which was clearly like his dad paid a doctor to be like, oh, yeah, this guy's got bone spurs. Mm. So he didn't have to go to war. Yeah, it was, it was the early Christian equivalent of that. Yeah. Instead of bone spurs, you've got a wife, which we all know oh. is a big ailment. Yeah, I can't think of a better reason to go off to war. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> huh? 
Um, Get me out of here. Uh, good good to know happy valentine's day <laughs> so while he was under house arrest with a judge called asterius which i don't know if if that means he was like because the phrase used is house arrest but it sounds like he was imprisoned in this other guy's house which i think is just a jail not necessarily i mean like wait why would you that's that seems weird that like you'd be under house arrest and they make you go live in somebody else's house yeah. which honestly sounds like a nicer house i would imagine yes. a judge has a nicer house than, than, a, priest. than a priest yeah especially yeah. when christianity wasn't like super legal at the time would have been quite apparent. yeah so it just seems like oh you go and live in this roman villa yeah as a punishment <laughs> with this other guy maybe oh, this guy was a real rubbish oh i really don't want to go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe he just got bored of being a priest so was like i'm gonna mix things up by getting caught and then mm. well interestingly actually because he he met a girl while in prison oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know being valentine things happened right. <laughs> so what things while he was under house arrest with asterius he began discussing his faith with his jailer mm -hmm. and asterius was like basically if jesus is so good he can heal my adopted daughter's blindness right which is you know a reasonable thing to say i think i suppose so yeah like, it is not a reasonable thing to throw adopted in there just say daughter that's fucked up man sorry that was probably me uh <laughs> just <laughs> like this oh, okay. is what the record says but yeah you're right obviously he, he probably wouldn't <laughs> have led with that <laughs> i think i think you're right i i think maybe it's the reason that it's mentioned is to suggest that asterius himself was like nice like because he had adopted someone maybe maybe I don't... as in maybe that's the reason i don't know I don't rather know. than he went around going hey everyone she's adopted possibly hey did you notice that your daughter's wandering in traffic Ad adopted daughter thank you very much it's fine <laughs> yeah so just saying it's fucked up well i mean we don't have a direct quote so okay um i guess the the main thing that he wanted sorted out was her being blind not her being adopted okay. so that's <laughs> he's like hey can you make her not adopted anymore like, <laughs> i feel like you could do that basically he said to valentine that if valentine was successful in restoring the girl's sight then asterius would do whatever he asked okay. which is quite the the wager i think yeah from asterius's point of view it feels like this is probably not going to work out <laughs> So it's a very low stakes bet for him. So it's like, I've lost my entire house, but I do now have a daughter, an adopted daughter who can see. Mm. That would be the payoff. Yeah. Too bad it's not a biological daughter that can see. <laughs> That's worth much more on the market. <laughs> That'd be a real win. Huh? So Valentine prayed to God, laid his hands on the girl's eyes, and her vision was restored. What? Yeah. So he won the bet. So Asterius was like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? And Valentine... He's like, well, shit. <laughs> but I guess this is this is the real martyrdom, because instead of, like, you know, getting a, a house off him or whatever, Valentine replied that the judge should break all of the pagan idols in his house, fast for three days, and then get baptised. I get steps two and three. <laughs> No, I could get steps one and three. Step two is like, why does he need to fast for three days? I guess just to like... To like purify himself? Yeah, not put anything new in his body. Um, Except for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose... <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, I guess I think maybe in that day, people fasting seems to have been more the done thing, you know? Mm. So like now, a lot of people are baptized when they're small. Whereas when it was like when Christianity was a fringe religion, it would have been something that the adults did. So I guess like part of being reborn could perhaps be like, you know, coming a bit closer to death first by not eating. I don't know. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I guess it be- yeah, I guess it, it beats being circumcised. Uh, yes, that's true. Um, your in terms of conversion, I, I Yes. I anyway. <laughs> it's interesting though because obviously, you know, now the diet industry often preys on people who are single. Um, hmm. you know, to to suggest that they won't be lovable unless they're thin. So maybe this was, you know, the, the start of <laughs> Valentine's Day fat shaming. I suppose. Maybe. I don't... There are no sources on that. <laughs> yeah, that's just your. Th- that's just conjecture on your part. Yes, very much. Do we know if this judge was single? Is that why he had an adopted daughter? Well, he had 44 people in his household. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because all of them were converted. <laughs> Um, uh, whether they wanted to or not yeah and it included his servants which i i like the the idea that like oh you're a christian now but you can still own people yeah, <laughs> um yeah. and also sucks for them like ugh, first i'm a servant and now i've got to go to church uh, yeah. like yeah. um i mean you're talking about slaves right like these are roman yeah slaves and that's like doesn't yeah, seem like a super a... christian thing yeah but yeah he also freed all the other christian inmates who he had been jailing wait then do all the slaves are like oh and then we get to go free too (laughs) (laughs) i'm still gonna need you to make me dinner tonight uh... yeah i can imagine that's that's what it was like for them yeah so valentine went free but he continued to evangelize and do what he'd been doing before did not learn his lesson and was arrested Mm. again some years later and sent to the prefect of Rome, who was also the emperor, Claudius II. Oh. Mm. Uh, so he became friends with Claudius while imprisoned. Oh. Yeah, Claudius took a liking to him, but that was when okay. Valentine got cocky. Guess what he did? <laughs> guess what he tried to do at that point? Was he like, "Hey, do you have any adopted daughters?" <laughs> and then, and then Claudius II was like, "Well, that's a weird fucking question, and <laughs> I don't like this." Yeah, and that was yeah, that was when he was. That was the end of their friendship. Yeah. No, he tried. Well, well, you're, you're pretty much there, but without the adopted slash blind daughter, he tried to convert Claudius to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And Claudius was very offended by that and condemned mm-hmm. him to death. So it was a short-lived Boy, friendship. I've had friends that tried to do yeah, that. Yeah, to be and... fair, like, you know, you know, you know the kind, don't you, when it's like they're super nice and then they try and convert you and it's like, oh, did you actually like me or were you just trying to, trying yeah. to convert me? Or it's like we were just having a reasonable conversation about bullshit and then you were just like, well, have you thought about giving your life over to Christ? And I'm like, where is this? (laughs) No, I think it's more like, you know, I thought we were friends, man. Yeah. And, you know, that would be the reasonable response if you're a Roman emperor Mm -hmm. condemning your ex-friend to death. I don't know. I feel like I don't want to victim shame Claudius here, but it feels like you knew what you were getting into. (laughs) Because, I mean, the guy was arrested for doing this thing yes and then yeah and then when he did that thing to you you're like well how could i have ever seen this coming also you're the emperor and he's your prisoner like it's never going to be yeah. a genuine friendship is it that's, yeah that's the thing is like the power dynamic is yeah. insanely exploitative uh, but, you know it's like if your boss wanted to be your friend it's like well i guess i have to hang out with my boss now. <laughs> that can never leave yeah but it but 
in this case, your boss has the power to kill you. And can I say that's a bit of an overreaction? <laughs> that's just what the, the Roman emperors were like, though, wasn't it? They very quick to, to anger if they were scorned. But so. in this case, Claudius gave him a choice. Can you guess what the choice was? Mm, is it one of those later the tiger choices? What? <laughs> you ever read that? It's like that short story in the that you read when you're in middle school. or It's like the story is basically a, a story about a man who's condemned to death mm-hmm. and they put him in a Roman coliseum and then they I think maybe he had like adultered with somebody's wife or something and then so the thing is there's like two doors and behind one is the lady and behind the other one is the tiger oh, right. to choose which door. <laughs> no it, it was slightly more of a, a free choice than that <laughs> the choice was renounce his faith or get beaten to death does he renounce his faith no because <laughs> that would be my call <laughs> <laughs> no he declined to do that um, so became a martyr instead. Oh, was he hoping that he was like, like, I bet Claudius is bluffing about this. <laughs> it seems like a lot of trouble to beat someone to death. Uh, yes, but he was not. Oh. So according to one legend, the night before he was due to be executed, he wrote a goodbye letter to Asterius's daughter. What? Who presumably <clears throat> had learned to read since right now that she can her sight. see yeah um she's doing all the stuff with sight she's looking at sunset she's reading <laughs> she's going she's, to galleries <laughs> yeah she's going to galleries she's doing all the regular eyesight heaven stuff you know um and reading clearly was i mean i, I think maybe he he was playing the long game you know by being like no i won't renounce mm. my faith i'll write a letter from death row to the person whose eyesight i cured then we'll be soulmate <laughs> i don't understand has he seen her in the seven years in between i, don't know. I mean he was he... a priest so it 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 literally but sounds she... like he was a saint who might have been misbehaving uh, but that's like our show <laughs> yeah, right but the thing is i think that the priesthood priests not being able to marry is a edict of the catholic church but i think for much later on when it was established that is possible so, so yeah so th- this early on i don't know that you couldn't marry as a okay. priest. You couldn't have because priests not being able to marry is like a weird thing where they didn't want priests to take property from the church and hand it down to their heirs. Right. They didn't want them to have. So heirs. when at a time when there wasn't any property and when... yeah, but yeah, so with, there was no church, there's no property. So yeah, so the official position of the church then was you know go ahead and get it well. <laughs> and Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> well. This letter was signed from your Valentine. So that's why it's meant to be the inspiration for today's giving of Valentine's Day cards. So yeah. You tell somebody that you love them. And then you're about to die. Yeah. And then you're going to die. (laughs) And so since you can't really restore the sight of women, you give them chocolate. Mm, To appeal to their other senses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like if he was in love with the daughter, then it, Mm -hmm. it didn't really make much sense to cure her sight unless he really thought he was very handsome because i f- i feel like if you if you have a chance to to be appealing to someone without having to look nice then i would take that chance <laughs> i feel like that's your low self esteem talking <laughs> i feel like if you wanted to woo someone that restoring one of their five senses yeah. is a great yeah, way to do it and then every time she does look at a sunset or a gallery she'd think of 
which mm, I think are you. That's a good point. Fair yeah. enough. Well, in in that case, you know, you can see why this romance holiday was established after him. But I don't. I'm not getting the impression that this was a great love story between the two of them because, it, as far as I know, like again, he hasn't seen her in seven years. Yeah, anything in the intervening years. That's true. Like it's not like the judge was like, "I'll give you anything." He's like, "Your your daughter's yeah, that's true. But he loved Jesus. Make it more of a fairy tale. Yeah. So the next day, I don't know who delivered this letter. But the next day, he was executed outside the Flaminian Gate, which is hmm. uh, like, you know, the phrase, all roads lead to Rome. This was the gate that travellers would first well, the see yeah, when, they, when they came on the road to Rome. And it was also a, a popular place for public executions, which is a great, like, welcome to Rome. <laughs> Watch your fucking step. <laughs> Here are some bodies. We're about to jump this guy. <laughs> well, apparently this was the case right up until 1826 when the last execution oh, happened there, which is, you know, mm. a long established tradition. So this death viewpoint for tourists as a destination is a longer established destination than your entire country matthew so how does that make you needless dig in my country <laughs> yeah i'm sorry my country doesn't have a great rich tradition of beating people to death Wait. in public gosh <laughs> what a dig at me <laughs> so yeah he was he was executed either in as i said 269 270 or 273 but definitely on the 14th of february at but regardless you guys should play all those numbers in the lotto because i bet <laughs> well At first, Valentine was beaten with clubs and stones, but that failed to kill him. So then they they chopped his head off. (laughs) Nothing to me says chosen by the Lord than having a painful, slow, drawn out, torturous death. That's what God wanted for him as his chosen saint. Like the fact that the the club failed to kill him just feels like a bit of real bad Mm. luck for him. But maybe supposed to like show that he's sort of miraculously strong, but then he died anyway. (laughs) Uh, didn't like Jesus a take a long time to die? Well, yeah, but he was crucified and that. No, but as in like, or, or, maybe, or maybe it was super quick. Like they, there was, oh, I don't know. I should know this, but like. How Jesus it, died. I know how Jesus died. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the, the soldiers thought that he wasn't dead yet, but then, so they wounded him and then his blood had separated into the, like the plasma had separated and, and they were like, oh, he's actually been dead for a while. I thought it was that somebody showed mercy on him and killed him with the spear no no, no. it was um it, i think it was to establish that he died no uh-huh. they tried to show mercy by giving him wine but he didn't want it but anyway <laughs> much like jesus he was hastily buried at a nearby cemetery but a few nights later his disciples retrieved his body and returned it home to be buried at the church of praxedes in rome and according uh, to legend, Asterius's daughter, who is unnamed in most sources, which is lovely. Yeah, why wouldn't she not <laughs> We know she's adopted and formerly blind, but we don't know her name. Yeah, and her dad's yeah. name. Well, well, her dad's yeah. Name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why define a woman by her own identity when you can define her adopted by fathers? Yeah, man? or a series of them, <laughs> as is the nature of Valentine's Day. She went to the grave and planted a pink blossomed almond tree near his grave. Oh. So. We okay. must assume that stuff happened in those intervening years between when they met and when he wrote this letter. Because, mm. yeah, or, or it was a really well 
written letter. Maybe she's like, oh, I never knew because you never said anything. So yeah, that's that's what happened to him in his life. Hmm. Um, he so his as a saint, his main miracle that we know was obviously curing this girl's blindness. Assu- assuming right. as well that in the intervening years she became a woman as opposed to a girl because she was originally referred to right. as a girl, which. Oh yeah. How old do you think she was? Hopefully, like late teens, maybe, like maybe, yeah, maybe on the cusp when they met, and then sort of an adult. Do you think that maybe he was like waiting those seven years for her to be like? I don't know where you got seven days. years from. I never said that. Is some some you years? You said it was seven years. After... Some years, I'm sure. I thought you said it was seven well, years after. If I did the... say that, after... I made it up. No. <laughs> um. So yeah. I don't, I don't know, but we, we should assume that it was a few so that, you know, everyone was a consenting adult in this Mm. pen pal relationship. So as well as curing her blindness, there are depictions of Valentine casting out demons from people, i.e. curing Mm. epilepsy. So, (laughs) well, because in those times they didn't know what epilepsy was. So if you had a a fit, um, you know, people thought you were being possessed. It's like they didn't know what epilepsy was, but they sure knew what demons were. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, (laughs) superstitious times. So what do you think his patronage is? Um, Is he the patron saint of adopted daughters? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Is he the patron saint of vaguely being in Africa? <laughs> I wish. I mean, that, that would then make him the patron saint of teenagers on their gap years, right? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> the patron saint of people who go to Africa to take pictures with orphans. Um, yeah. Yeah, with orphans and things just to put on their uh, Tinder profile. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> you put um, it right back. I love it. So go on. And, and... Is he the patron saint? of annoying friends who try to convert you in normal conversations. Uh, well, after a fashion, he is the <laughs> saint of beekeepers. <laughs> Why? Why is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Presumably it's because on Valentine's Day you get all the honey. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, beekeepers, sure. epilepsy, presumably against Again, yeah, rather yeah. than for uh, love, naturally. Happy marriages. No, again, I don't see the happy marriage bit. <laughs> don't see the connection at all. No. Did he marry that lady's, that guy's no, daughter? He conducted all the other marriages, didn't he? Oh, that's true. He did conduct a bunch so, of marriages. So draft dodgers? No, that's that was a lie. <laughs> they were happy in that the, 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 they, yeah. the men were conscripted and uh, forced <laughs> to fight a war. That didn't. Yeah, affianced couples which I think just means engaged. I like affianced, though. Yeah. I think that's a much better term than engaged. bring that back. When we do our line <laughs> of merch, we yeah. have a T-shirt that says, sorry, ladies, I'm affianced. I'm affianced. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great. Yeah, I'm going to start using that. So how long have you been affianced? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you start wearing a like tweed hat and smoking a pipe i think you can get away with Maybe. it i think if i was it feels like a very french term like affianced. yeah yes i i guess it would have come from a yeah. latin word greetings card manufacturers according oh, to one <laughs> which i love is like you know is there a patron saint of like exploitative factory owners as well <laughs> yeah is he the patron saint of cheaply made factory candies <laughs> Well, I guess as the patron saint of, you know, Valentine's Day itself, then indirectly, yeah. yes. Uh, he's also got a patronage against plague, but it doesn't actually specify against. So you could say he's pro the plague of capitalism. 
Yeah, what, where does Plague come in here? Because he was never... I mean, there was like Genevieve who was involved in Plague, mm, right? Yeah. What well, no, was the C? I forget. <laughs> Both, I think. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you're going to call your child Genevieve, you you better bone up on this. Well, I was going to call him Valentine, but it turns out every asshole's named Valentine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, too, um, too many. It's it's also where the, the Valentine's Day tradition for begging for a foursome comes from. You can only do it if they're all named Valentine. <laughs> that's one of my, mine and Danny's, um, like, get out. You know, you know, every every couple has like one exception who you can cheat on. <laughs> Ours is three men <laughs> called like, Valentine. If you meet three men named Valentine, all bets are off. <laughs> yeah. so. Exactly. So yeah, those those are the the patrons. So we got love, affianced couples, happy marriages, greetings card manufacturers, plague question mark, epilepsy, and beekeepers. Which I feel like. You know, we should try and create Valentine's Day gifts that incorporate all of those. Mm. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> I think uh... actually, I, I I reckon plague is because of the number of STIs that you're potentially exposed to if you go on a speed dating event on Valentine's See, I would Day. think that Saint Valentine would be more associated with other romance. Like he he would be like the patron saint against STIs, or <laughs> he would be the patron saint of I don't know erectile dysfunction or something like that you know like yeah. he's the guy you would go to for help with that bed bed problems i guess like happy yeah. marriages could encompass those kind of ailment Perhaps. problems marriage counseling i don't know or at least you would think like candy makers because it does <laughs> if it's like greetings card makers uh -huh. which again feels like somebody writing a letter to the vatican yeah. probably sending a nice greeting card rather <laughs> The Vatican. It would have to be the best greeting card. I know. I would love to see that greeting card. <laughs> no, none of this moon pig shit. They would hand make that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of the ones that it has like the pop out bits. Yes. And then like it makes it plays a song when that you open it. Huge. Yeah. Well, basically, the tradition of sending Valentine's sort of became popular in the 18th century. And in 1797, a British publisher issued. Um, a magazine or a book called The Young Man's Valentine Writer, which contained sentimental verses for the young lover who was unable to compose his own. Um, so this is where the cards came from. It's like, are you unoriginal enough that you've got money? You should buy one right. of these and it will really impress your the object of your affections. I see. So yeah, St. So Valentine's Day itself was established as a Christian feast in 496 AD. So about 150-ish years later, I think. Okay. Uh, maybe, no, 200. My, my maths is bad. Today. No, I think 100. You're right. Uh, it was two six nine. So oh, yeah. no, more, more like almost two hundred years. Two hundred, yeah. almost two hundred. This is not a math podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've made that very clear. So Pope Gelasius the first mm -hmm. included Valentine on a list of people in quotes whose names are justly reverenced among men, but whose acts are known only to God. In other words, he didn't have much of a clue either as to why oh. this guy was so good <laughs> which it's is like great. i've heard good things i haven't seen any evidence of this but uh... <laughs> but let's go with it well Elasius is known for having successfully suppressed the pagan fertility festival of oh. lupercalia which is mm -hmm. place on february the 13th to the 15th so yeah. scholars have suggested that valentine's day i.e right in the middle might have been <laughs> deliberately posed as a 
a replacement for these heathen festivities. What's it called again? Lupercalia. Lupercalia. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds hot. Well, <laughs> it was. Do you want to hear what happened in Lupercalia? <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> again, some more Valentine's Day traditions I think we need to bring back. So it was a, a pagan festival and that uh-huh. its own priests known as Luperci, i.e. Wolf Brothers. <laughs> And they would sacrifice dogs and goats. Oh. They become anointed in their blood, and then they would wash the blood off with milk. So nice and sticky. They mm-hmm. would then make thongs. That doesn't feel like a solution. Like <laughs> you have blood on you, and now you have milk <laughs> on you. It yeah. feels like a real lateral move. <laughs> I guess they would hopefully wash after the whole thing but yeah you'd Mm. be a bit uncomfortable for a bit they would then make thongs out of the animal's skin not not australian thongs pants under thong um out of the animal's skin dipped in blood so 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 very sexy times yeah so okay got it so you are covered in milk Uh you put on a bloody diaper and then what (laughs) you run around town and anyone who wants to get pregnant holds out their hand and you swing the thong at them and hit them on the hand with it wait aren't they presumably wearing these thongs yeah so they i guess they kind of just like swoosh their hips and it make like maybe the thongs are kind of dangly i'm not entirely sure this is all right it went from fun to just very creepy it's just it's like hey you want to get pregnant i'm gonna need to swipe my balls on you (laughs) and that's that's why presumably those people continue not to get pregnant because that would not do it I can see why you'd want to suppress this. You know what? Yeah. A lot of times you hear like, oh, they suppressed this pagan holiday and it turned into a regular Christian holiday. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's kind of bullshit. And now you're kind of like, eh, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> fair. Yeah, this one, this one should probably have gone. <laughs> I guess now in the age of capitalism, like instead of greetings card factories, it would be leather thong factories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which would would probably cause a lot more harm yeah. i'd say but again the the whole idea of like shaming people who aren't adhering to the heteronormative narrative of what they should be doing with their lives i.e getting married and pregnant that right. like you know that tradition lives on in, in yeah. a way. should we should we make him the patron saint of heteronormativity yes well happy yeah. marriages i mean in catholic christianity definitely right. would be what that was referring to mm. there's a nice quote though from <laughs> a priest so there are relics of saint valentine in uh, well things that have, people have claimed to be relics in churches all over Europe, from Poland to Britain to Malta. Yeah. So in Dublin, there's a church called the Whitefriar Street Carmelite Church that claims uh-huh. to house some relics. And these bones were apparently given as a gift in the 19th century, which I, I like the idea that, you know, associated with Valentine's Day is giving someone your bone as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Also, it seems feels like a weird gift. It's like, what? You, I got you these bones. <laughs> and oh, oh, and they're human bones. Oh, great. Thank you. They're, for, they're from St. Valentine. <laughs> no, but they're, they're really nice person's bones. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was beaten and executed. <laughs> Look at how the bones are broken. You can really see how, it's, how badly he was beaten. It's it, Yeah, it's just so beautiful, moving. Mm. And at this church, this one of the priests was interviewed about the importance of these relics. And this Father Ogara says, human love is wonderful and blessed by God, but also by the shadow of the cross. That's what Valentine means to me. <laughs> so really, if you want to observe Valentine's Day, you know, when you're getting hot and heavy, you should just think of Jesus 
right. <laughs> and specifically his martyrdom. I, I, I thought it was going to go a different way. It's going to be like, human love is beautiful, but love between a man and a goat. <laughs> That's great. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Yeah. There's also a church in Glasgow that claims to house some of the relics as well. The Blessed mm. John Duns Scotus Church. Um, and in the early noughties, the monks there were campaigning to establish Glasgow as Europe's official city of love, which uh, <laughs> I feel like they had their work cut out for them against Paris. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I My wife's from Glasgow. So it's a European official city yeah, of love. that's right. Well, apparently their argument was martyrdom is the highest form of love. So... <laughs> <laughs> Matt, get ready to die. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel, oh, no. If I died, my wife would be so pissed off at me. <laughs> I mean, that seems like the easy way out of a marriage is just to die. You say that, but do you not have life insurance? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> That's how I keep myself going. Um, <laughs> I, you know, actually, actually, my my wife has life insurance, so. That probably wouldn't yeah. help her if you died, though. So no, still but, be mad. But she, well, yeah, she's actually like, I need to get life insurance because she's like, if you died, I'd be really depressed and wouldn't want to work. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. We have to have it on our new place because Danny earns a lot more than me. <laughs> so. Okay. You know, if he died, I wouldn't be able to pay the mortgage. But well, that's yeah, it's kind of the boat then. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but basically, I'm a financial burden on yeah. Alice. So um, so that so, yeah. in some way, she's the martyr here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what were we even talking about? <laughs> love, love, the highest form of love thing. Oh right, is more than Yeah, I feel like that's not. <laughs> I think there's a lot of like different love languages and but martyrdom isn't one of them <laughs> you know for for most people it's gift giving i guess yeah, on I this think that. or just doing little tasks around the house without being asked and things like that yeah. like that that's gonna that's gonna show that's better than martyrdom <laughs> a higher level of affection than martyrdom yeah exactly yeah. especially because if you would like if you die then you're not in a very long-term relationship anymore yeah Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you went to your partner and, and, and you were like, I could take out the garbage or I could be stoned to death. <laughs> I think like most partners would be like, could you just take out the garbage? That'd be really great. <laughs> One of those is simply more helpful than the other. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like, you know, if, if you'd rather die than help your partner, then that's, exactly. that's more of a sarcastic response. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. So it's the official position of this podcast that you shouldn't kill yourself to to prove your love to anyone. Yeah, I'd I'd say we can we can both agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, happy uh, yeah. Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Listen, if you want a happy relationship, and you can take it from Anna and me, we're both in happy relationships. I guess I don't know about Anna's relationship, but mine's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just do little things that make your partner feel appreciated, and that's. You, know. you don't have to cure their blindness and then die. If you can cure their blindness, that would be great. Yeah. But don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. Do little <laughs> things. Like, like, again, take out the recycling or scoop the cat box. I scooped a cat box today. Didn't have to be asked. Oh, there you go. That husband. was your saintly thing. Oh, yeah. Should have thought of that. Oh. It's more just a chore. It's not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who? I mean, I guess who likes the cats the most? Uh, Alice does. Well, then it's a sacrifice. It's yeah. Well, the thing is, she can't scoop the cat boxes while she's pregnant oh it, so. is it that toxic yeah potentially it there's uh what's called toxoplasmosis wow. in the cat feces so it's not she shouldn't be handling it as a pregnant woman wow i didn't know that mm -hmm. so we've learned something yeah. on the podcast yeah. Even if it's not. Certainly nothing about St. Valentine, no. who apparently may or may not have been nine different people. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, it's a classic 
rom-com plot of making up lots of different people you know <laughs> like you know or pretending to be someone you're not maybe right it's the classic you know boy meets girl boy <laughs> hears girl's blindness boy gets beaten to death at gate boy converts girl's dad and entire family to religion yeah and then boy runs afoul of roman emperor <laughs> boy writes girl letter girl plant girl plants almond tree it, yeah i mean it's classic i mean like <laughs> I feel like we've all seen a million Hallmark you know, movies. Yeah, that classic Sandra Bullock while you were proselytizing. Um, <laughs> that and we should write that film. Uh, I or alternate title: You've got martyr. <laughs> Excellent. I think that should be the tagline for today's yeah. episode. Anyways, great. Saint <laughs> Valentine somehow lucked into being the most famous saint except for maybe saint patrick yeah without having to well i guess he did do a lot he just didn't have seemingly a very eventful life before that point yeah i just feel like yeah they should have i don't know somebody should do some more research not necessarily you <laughs> but somebody should do some more research so that we can have more research for that yeah i'm i'm sorry that that, that person was not me in this case. Uh, but uh, now we know anna do you think you'd ever have saint valentine intercede for you for any reason i guess no because he didn't seem that successful in his goals like mm. i i would never be planning to convert anyone to my religion right i'd say convert people to this podcast that's true convert actually people. maybe he could do that for us if if all 44 members of someone's household were listening i'd say that would <laughs> and could also rate and review yeah <laughs> if i mean if they um, played this in prisons that would be a success i think i suppose so. people would be i feel like if i had bees that had the plague or there was some kind of bee plague you know that bee you know hive die or if, oh, and maybe a... if the bees aren't breeding well you want yeah. them to be more romantically involved with each other you would or if you're out there and you're a lonely apiarist with the plague <laughs> saint valentine is there for you <laughs> Or if you are, if I guess if I was ever conscripted, which I probably wouldn't be, thanks to sexism not. and the fact I'm unfit, right. would hopefully mean I'm quite low down the list. Uh, I feel like, yeah, by the time they're conscripting you, <laughs> we're pretty well fucked at that point. Yeah, so. yeah, I have no skills. So, yeah, I guess I'd yeah. probably pray then because, yeah, you would you would be pretty fucked. So yeah. it would be the time to start praying. I um. Uh, also, if um, I was a church that wanted to get more tourists or desperate single people to come and visit, because apparently the churches mm. that house the relics are pilgrimage sites for people who want to find love. Oh, Hopefully awesome. some of the pilgrims find each other. Oh, yeah, that would be really sweet. Yeah. That's a that's a rom-com. <laughs> We're going to go see the skull of St. Valentine. <laughs> In and... Glasgow, the city of love. <laughs> city of love. Famous city of love, Glasgow. <laughs> You know, just take a nice stroll down by the Clyde and Good. I can't remember Good. anywhere else in Glasgow. <laughs> I, you know, there's a uh, go to a whiskey distillery, you know, just yeah, just see it all. <laughs> and wait, do some of these churches with different relics, do they have the same like bone? Like, are there multiple skulls of St. Valentine or like? Yeah, there's only or... one skull and that's in Rome. Okay. It's got flowers on it, which presumably someone's replacing those. They're not. Just... <laughs> not just like rotten but yeah they're they're just sort of i guess without the skull it's quite difficult to verify or falsify like yeah. um so yeah presumably they're like you know they've each got a femur and, and a couple of 
arm bone eat mm. yeah maybe some ribs i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the loose rib rolling around excellent all right well thank you anna that was another great <laughs> bit of research that you did there on saint valentine i tried <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it but uh yeah how do we decide we were going to end these things have a very blessed day and may you find love yes indeed bye everybody bye everybody <laughs> <laughs>